Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us these days, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and of course, we repeat the program uh, those same days at 10 o'clock at night, uh, and archive them on our website and sound, uh, sound, SoundCloud and um, our YouTube channel, all the ways to do that. And on Fridays, of course, Cheryl sits in and joins me for two hours of Friday Live. Starting a new week together on this Tuesday, May 12th, my brothers and sisters, I pray you're having a blessed, happy, and holy day and have had a chance to get outside and enjoy the lovely weather the Lord has blessed us with. A little on the cooler side, but you know what? The sun is shining brightly, the sky is blue, and the air is fresh. So go out and take some deep breaths. Get out in the open air and enjoy the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Still Easter season, celebrating the joy of the resurrection and uh, this whole coronavirus thing uh, dragging people, unfortunately, and their spirits into the muck and mire of the world. But don't be that way. Follow the guidelines, whatever they tell you to do. But you know what? <laughs> our Lord our Lord is in charge. In fact, this morning I was praying morning prayer and one of the Psalms this morning, Psalm 33. I just felt inspired. Maybe we'll go to that later on. And pray that psalm a little bit. It was very uplifting about just, it, it really, God's in charge. You know what? Uh, you can watch, listen to all the opinions and everything else that there are about this, but our Lord is in charge. And you know what? I also want to thank all of you, my goodness, all of you who are responding uh, to my request for support this month. The generosity that you are expressing and showing just overwhelms me. And I love the little notes you put in there. God bless you, those of you who take the time to write those little notes of, of encouragement and thanksgiving. You know, we're here because we believe God has ordained that this apostolate, the Domestic Church Media, be here to bring you the good news, to be heralds of the gospel. That's why we're here, that we'll do it for as long as the Lord allows us and for as long as you permit us by your prayer and generosity. And we thank God for the opportunity. But you know what? We're a family. We are the domestic church apostolate, and uh, we are all in this together. Someone last week uh, emailed me and said it was, thank you for the voice of calm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad I sound calm, and I'm glad I'm calming you down, because we all need to just relax a little bit. You know what? Don't get hung up in all the hype. That's what I say. Let's pray first, my friends. I'm kind of going off in a different direction. Let's pray first. And join together wherever you are listening. You know, we come to you on, of course, our network of domestic church media stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but also being heard around the world on so many audio platforms like our streaming audio at domesticchurchmedia.org. Also, if you have downloaded our free domestic church media mobile app, please, if you haven't downloaded it, it's free. 
And you don't just get domestic church media, but you get a whole bunch of other stuff. You can listen live. You can watch live. So uh, listening on our, our mobile app, if you have the Amazon Echo or Google Home devices, we're streaming there as well around the world. All you have to do is say play domestic church media and ba-boom, there we are. And uh, for our live programs like this one that we do locally, uh, this program and Friday Live, uh, we come to you also in video format live right now. If you are listening at 4.04 Eastern Time on this May 12th, you can also watch the program either on your domestic church media mobile app by clicking on Watch DCM TV or by going to youtube.com slash domestic church media. That's our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media, or live on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash domestic church media. Like us on Facebook, become a Facebook friend, facebook.com slash domestic church media, and also on our homepage, streaming live video right now at domesticchurchmedia.org. <sighs> used to be in the olden days when I first started out in Catholic radio. I just had to say welcome to the radio program, and that that's it. That's all that you heard. It's all you needed. But now all these other ways. But you know what? Again, in our my the morning prayer today, uh, we pray about becoming heralds of the gospel. And my goodness, it gives me such enormous joy to be able to do that. So let's pray. And also, my brothers and sisters, you know, last week I asked you for special prayer uh, it was Thursday, I believe, uh, or Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday that our young friend Maria, who is suffering from an inoperable tumor on her brain stem, uh, early, early, early in the morning, uh, her dad, Ryan, texted me and said, please pray. Uh, Maria was having a setback. Uh, you know, she's already suffering basically paralyzed and incapacitated. Her mind is sharp and she can speak, uh, but she was having some issues with her breathing, and so they rushed her over to the hospital. We asked you for prayer. We're praying for a miracle. Uh, they found out on Friday that Maria had pneumonia. But you know what, my brothers and sisters, the power of prayer can never be underestimated. Uh, they brought Maria home on, on, on Monday. Um, still in in the physical condition that she was before she had the uh, breathing difficulties, but and saying to her mom and dad as she was at the hospital on that Friday, said this is all part of God's plan. So we just pray. You know, we can join for wherever you're listening or watching. We never know. People always ask me how many people listen, how many people watch. I have no clue. <laughs> We don't, we don't subscribe to those services that would give us those numbers. That's to us, to me. That's always been God's job. <laughs> Not that I'm assigning God any job, but you know, I always say to the Lord, "I'll do. You give me the mic and, and give us the power, give us the transmitters, give us the the technology. We'll get the word out." As far as who's listening or watching, we know that the Holy Spirit will lead those souls to us, or us to them. But we know we have a very wonderful family of listeners and viewers. And uh, we're going to pray now as one united body of Christ uh, and uh, pray as family. Let's pray in thanksgiving for, again, Maria being home. But let's continue to pray for a miracle. We know that with God, all things are possible. We can never, ever, and should never, ever put limits on the power of Almighty God, who is omnipotent. And so we know that just by willing it, that 
tumor that the uh, doctors have determined to be inoperable can vanish just by God willing it. And that is just as possible as, uh, let's say, creating the universe. <laughs> Not a big deal for God. He can, he can do it. So let's keep praying for that. And Maria is a suffering servant. And so remember her in your prayer. You can unite yourself with her, although you know, all of you, if not most of you, have never met Maria or know, uh, you know, been in her presence. But you can unite spiritually with her. Bring her spiritually. Ask your guardian angel to bring your intentions to her, her guardian angel, who will deliver the, those intentions to her. She's praying. She's praying for, for so many intentions in her suffering. So, so do that. Don't be afraid. You know, don't, don't, again, don't put limits on God. Uh, you can do that. You can, you can, in your own personal prayer, unite your spirit with hers and, and ask her to, and she will, she is offering prayer. She's offering her suffering in so many ways. So let's keep praying for that, that miracle that we know is very easy for Almighty God if it be his will. Uh, we're praying these prayers, or this prayer, I should say, that Holy Father composed for the month of May. And he did ask the faithful. He First of all, he said, please pray the rosary every day in your home. You know, most of us are still locked in. Although, you know what? <laughs> Don't get me started on that. But most of us are still, you know, confined. Um, Holy Father said that while we are confined to our domestic churches, and we should pray the rosary every day, but especially during this beautiful month of May dedicated to our Blessed Mother, uh, Holy Father did compose a prayer uh, that he asked us to pray at the end of each of our rosaries, and I did put it on our website. All you have to do is click on the prayer link, and there's a a little pull-down that says Pope Francis's prayer to Mary for the month of May. This prayer is there, so you you can even print it out, I think, if you want to. Um, But let's pray this prayer. For all of the intentions I just mentioned, and in Thanksgiving, my brothers and sisters, again, I thank all of you. You know, I, I go to the post office maybe once or twice a week now, and I went to there. There was a nice stack of mail, <laughs> and I was going through it. Your generosity is just outstanding. My goodness, thank you so much for what you are doing, and please continue to do that, because that's what keeps this these airwaves alive with the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's what allows us to do what we're doing. Please keep it up. And again, thank you for all your little notes and, and letters. I, I, we so much appreciate this. Uh, you know, I walk, it's just me in the building. Cheryl comes with me sometimes, but of course she's back at work now, thanks be to God. So she's not here as often as she had been uh, the first five weeks of quarantine. Um, uh, so it's me and the Lord, you know, over there in the, in the chapel. And I'm praying for all of you. I pray for all of your intentions. But it, it gives me such enormous joy when I, when I read those notes about how much you appreciate what God is doing through this apostolate. Again, not for me or us. No. We are just the humble instruments. But we are all in this together as brothers and sisters of the Lord. So let's let, unite our hearts and minds wherever you are. Again, we're going to go beyond time and space and be united as one family I'm not contagious coming to you through the radio or your other device that you might be listening or watching on. Uh, No contagions here. We can be as close spiritually as the Lord loves us to be, and the the government authorities and the doctors and those people cannot determine. The governor can't tell us we can't do this yet. (laughs) Maybe one day he'll try. 
Drag me out of here in chains like St. Paul, I hope. Uh, but right now, we're here. We're together. We're in the same place, in the same, same place, united in spirit, heart, and mind. So let's begin, my friends, as we begin all good things. That is, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, this is the prayer to our Blessed Mother, composed uh, very recently by Pope Francis. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God, in the present tragic situation when the whole world is prey to suffering and anxiety. We fly to you, Mother of God and our Mother, and seek refuge under your protection. Virgin Mary, turn your merciful eyes toward us amid this coronavirus pandemic. Comfort those who are distraught and mourn their loved ones who have died and at times are buried in a way that grieves them deeply. Be close to those who are concerned for their loved ones, who are sick, and who, in order to prevent the spread of the disease, cannot be close to them. Fill with hope those who are troubled by the uncertainty of the future and the consequences for the economy and employment. Mother of our God and our Mother, pray for us to God the Father of mercies that this great suffering may end and that hope and peace may dawn anew. Plead with your divine Son, as you did at Cana, so that the families of the sick and the victims be comforted, and their hearts be opened to confidence and trust. Protect those doctors, nurses, health workers, and volunteers who are on the front line of this emergency and are risking their lives to save others. Support their heroic effort and grant them strength, generosity, and continued health. Be close to those who assist the sick night and day and to priests who, in their pastoral concern and fidelity to the gospel, are trying to help and support everyone. Blessed Virgin, illumine the minds of men and women engaged in scientific research that they may find effective solutions to overcome this virus. Support national leaders that with wisdom, solicitude, and generosity, they may come to the aid of those lacking the basic necessities of life and may devise social and economic solutions inspired by farsightedness and solidarity. Mary Most Holy, stir our consciences so that the enormous funds invested in developing and stockpiling arms will instead be spent on promoting effective research on how to prevent similar tragedies from occurring in the future. Beloved Mother, help us realize that we are all members of one great family and to recognize the bond that unites us so that in a spirit of fraternity and solidarity, we can help to alleviate countless situations of poverty and need. Make us strong in faith, persevering in service, constant in prayer. Mary, consolation of the afflicted, embrace all your children in distress and pray that God will stretch out his all-powerful hand and free us from this terrible pandemic so that life can serenely resume its normal course. To you, who shine on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope, do we entrust ourselves, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Amen. And my brothers and sisters will pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother, as Holy Father asked, to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. 
And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. But deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, as always, I thank you for praying, and uh, I do encourage you to uh, continue to send your prayer requests our way. We do get a number of them, uh, especially lately, I've seen. Um, Bruce DeBacco will be here next Monday, the Monday coming up, which will be the third Monday in May already, uh, at live at 3 o'clock for Come to the Throne. And, of course, we take those prayer requests that you send. I pray for you here in the chapel, but especially on month of the first and third Monday of each month, we pass them along to Bruce, and he prays for your intentions. Um, and so I encourage you to do that. And again, my brothers and sisters, as I said, thank you so much for all of you who are responding to our request for support during these very difficult times. And I know it's very difficult. It's a great sacrifice for so many of you to be doing this, but I so much appreciate it. And I'm talking extreme generosity, I know. For so many of you, this is a stretch. And I really, really, really appreciate it. As I've shared with you, and as you know, uh, we didn't have our Radiothon in the spring as we normally do. And uh, it is that spring Radiothon each year, our major fundraiser of the year, that raises about 40 to 45% of our annual uh, needs, financial needs. Uh, and it always carries us through the spring and through the summer into the fall. Well, without that Radiothon, we don't have that security. And so we just put the call out to you. And again, so many of you are responding. As I've shared with you, it costs us $25,000 a month to operate domestic church media. That's everything. All four stations, all of our technology, our insurance bills, our phone bills, our internet, all, all that goes along with it, a total of $25,000 a month to operate. Uh, and uh, I just put the call out there. If you have it within your means to make a generous donation this month, and we're going to try to take it a month at a time throughout the summer uh, to carry us along because we didn't have the Radiothon. And uh, we postponed it. We didn't cancel it. Uh, probably looking more realistically, having it in the fall, um, you know, sometime, maybe, perhaps sometimes in September. We, we haven't made a decision yet. We want to see where things are as we move forward here. A lot of it is dependent on, you know, how quickly uh, people can get, get back to work and things get back to normal. Um, but again, as I have shared with you, this apostolate, Domestic Church Media, as a nonprofit, we count completely on you. We don't get funding any other, uh, from any other source, just you, our family of listeners and viewers. We don't get support from any diocese that we serve, and we serve 
parts or four four dioceses. We get no support from any diocese, any of the parishes. God bless you, pastors who have supported us. But I know now you're hurting as well without your masses and things. So we understand. But we know that there are many of you who have not been financially affected by this situation. And you, you can still make those charitable gifts. Our address here is Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509. That's our address, 7509, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or, very simply and easily, go to our website, Domestic Church Media. Dot org, Make an online donation using your debit or credit card. Very simple way to do that. We get it right away. You don't have to go outside or go to the post office or lick a stamp, although you don't, probably don't have to lick stamps anymore anyway. <laughs> but uh, you can do that. Or mail, again, Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. We really need you, and I appreciate so much all of you who are so generously responding uh, to this request. God bless you all. Let me get my Bible here. I was very inspired today when I was praying morning prayer when we read and prayed Psalm 33. <clears throat> and you know, all the all that we're going through right now with uh, this situation and you hear all the experts and the doctors and the medical experts and the politicians telling us what we should do, shouldn't do, how to, you know, you stop and think about it, though, and we really have to understand that there's really no solution that the world can offer. God can do it in an instant. God can make that virus disappear and vanish in an instant. But short of a vaccine where you couldn't get it, there's no, not really a big solution, you know, containing it and, and mitigating it and all the other uh, uh, things we're doing, the guidelines given and following. But we also have to know that in all of that and all of that worry and anxiety and distress, perhaps uncertainty, confusion, that as believers... We have Jesus. We have God. There's nothing more really we need, is there? So as I was praying morning prayer today, and the psalm we prayed in, in this morning's morning prayer was Psalm 33. So let's pray this psalm together right now. And, as, you know, putting all of the, the troubles of the world aside— and they are many, and let's face it, nobody knows what tomorrow is going to bring. Nobody knows when this is all going to end or if it will ever get back to the way uh, it was. I, we pray it will. But, you know, in this country, I have to say, you know, all, all politics aside, in this country, my brothers and sisters, we are a free people. And this government is of, by, and for the people. The people in government, those who are in in elected positions are there to serve us. We don't work for them. They work for us. And as people of faith, people of prayer, believers, you know, uh, 
we want what's best for everybody, but we can't eliminate God from this picture. In fact, God should be at the center of this picture. Let's go to Psalm 33. Again, we prayed this in this morning's morning prayer. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all their hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea as in a bottle. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood forth. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to naught. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven he sees all the sons of men. From where he sits enthroned, he looks forth on all the inhabitants of the earth, he who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. A king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a vain hope for victory, and by its great might it cannot save. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his merciful love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Yes, our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. And that, my brothers and sisters, Psalm 33, which was prayed in this morning's morning prayer. And as I was praying morning prayer today in our beautiful little chapel of the Holy Family, where we have the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle, uh, this just was placed on my heart to share it with you today. To put things back in perspective, you know, we, we all are so in tuned to look to the experts, especially the medical experts, on what's the best way, how can we avoid getting the virus, how can we avoid spreading the virus, how can we stop uh, the deaths that are occurring because of the virus, how can we ensure it won't come back in the fall. All these fears that are being placed on our hearts by people. 
most of whom I think are of good intention. But I also think that the devil is in the mix here. I, I, I believe there's, there's evil, as a, uh, if not at the source of this, certainly now in the manipulation of the situation. So we have to take all of that for what it is. There is very rational and um, practical means that we're being told and ways to follow. But we as people of faith know that all that aside, it is by God's hand, in spite of what Governor Cuomo thinks, it is by God's hand that we will overcome this situation. And we have to believe. And Psalm 33 tells us at the end, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name, Psalm 33 says. We believe that God loves us more than we will even ever understand in this life. And for all the worries and woes and anxieties and distresses and confusions that we experience, especially over these past few months during this a situation where we even have been forced to physically separate ourselves from the church and the sacraments. They can never make us spiritually separated from the church. That's one of the beauties of what God allows us to do here, that we can come to you through the airwaves and bring you the good news. Be heralds of this joyful gospel that we preach. So rejoice in the Lord, as it says in the first verse of Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord. Praise befits the upright. Praise the Lord. We praise God on this beautiful day during this glorious Easter season. I'll be back. Don't go away. More to come. Francis reminds us that it does not take a specialized degree in theology to become a great evangelist. We're all called to evangelize. Think about the woman at the well. After she encountered Jesus, she immediately went into the city and invited others to meet him as she had. You and I can go out now and do the same. And St. Paul Street Evangelization can help. Get involved today by contacting us at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com.
Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Man who's free to love is free to hate. He who is free to obey is free to rebel. Virtue in this concrete order is possible only in those spheres in which it is possible to be vicious. A man can be a saint only in a church in which it is possible to be a devil. You say, well, if I were God, I would destroy evil. Well, if you did that, you would destroy human freedom. God will not destroy freedom. If we do not want any dictators on this earth, certainly we do not want any dictators in the kingdom of heaven. And those, therefore, who would blame God for allowing man freedom to go on hindering and thwarting his work are like those who, seeing blots and smudges and errors in the student's notebook, would condemn the teacher for not snatching away the book and doing the copy himself. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. From Bristol to Browns Mills. Shrewsbury to Solbury. Silverdale to Seagirt. Southampton to Seaside Heights. From Lawrenceville to Leonardo. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, happy to be here with you on this lovely and beautiful May 12th, 2020. And if you haven't had a chance to get outside and enjoy the beautiful weather, please do. Don't be afraid to go outside. <laughs> get out and enjoy it. And it's a lovely, lovely day. The Lord has blessed us with a little breezy, but that's okay. Get out there and enjoy the day. Get some fresh air. Don't stay locked up. <laughs> Be cautious, I guess, you know, you know, you have to worry. Just get out there and enjoy the day. Um, let's see. Now, this Friday, Friday Live, a very special guest joining Cheryl and me at, 
uh, Friday Live, uh, our friend, Father Wade Manesis from EWTN will be joining us. He has written a book called Overcoming the Evil Within. So Father Wade will join us, as will Father John Bartonek, uh, who's written a series called The Better Part. Uh, Father John Butler will give our gospel reflection this weekend, this uh, Friday. Uh, music talk, we're going to play Name That Catholic Tune. And uh, we invite you to join us. That's 4 o'clock this coming Friday, Friday Live. Uh, and I uh, hope you will you will be there with us. We always love doing that program for you. Uh, see anything else coming up? Uh, gee, you know, I was funny. I was went to the our website and click on the clicked on the bulletin board link. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, don't we just want to? Does it seem to you that we're all waiting to wake up from a bad dream? It's like. As Yogi used to say, deja vu all over again, every day, every day, same thing. Now, we know some states are opening up. In fact, you know, our, one of our favorite places to visit out in Arizona, they're now opening up. You can actually sit down in restaurants in Arizona once again. I'm sure there are restrictions and, you know, all kinds of guidelines, but at least you can go to a restaurant and sit down and have a meal. And... Um, you know, here in Jersey, over in Pennsylvania, and I know, uh, especially here in North Jersey, the northern part of the state, hot spot. Um, but again, you look at the numbers and you look at the unfortunate situations that have occurred in nursing homes. And I don't know, just got to be careful. But but uh, again, as we said earlier, go back to God. Let, let God take care of this. Uh, because you, we have to, you know, we, we, we have to certainly, as I say, you know, follow the guidelines that they give us. But um, don't be afraid to live. Don't be afraid to live. And, and well, of course, you heard the good news that uh, starting tomorrow, once again, the churches in Trenton Diocese will be open. Uh, certainly no public masses, but people can go there to worship, uh, spend some time in, in the church. So the doors will unlocked. Thanks be to God. Tomorrow, of course, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. So that's good news. Um, little by little, gradually, we'll see a return. And, um, uh, you know, we all miss certain aspects of life. You know, we, 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 we see our little grandchildren and we haven't, haven't been able to hold them in two months <laughs> and know how we miss them. We FaceTime with them and things, but, oh, uh, it's not the same, and we're seeing them growing up so quickly, and you just want to be there and share some special times with them. Uh, you know, I miss my baseball. I miss <laughs> I miss watching the games. Oh. But anyway, God's in charge. God's in control. He'll take care of us. Now, this past Saturday, Pope Francis gave a homily in his morning mass where he talked once again directly about the activity of the devil. You know, we had uh, Friday on, on Friday's program uh, discussion uh, about uh, Father Gabriel Lamorth, who was the world-famous exorcist who dealt extensively, thousands and thousands of, of exorcisms, dealt directly with the devil himself. We talked about uh, immortal combat. We know that the devil is very very real. And Pope Francis, I think of all the recent popes, I think even more so than Holy Father John, St. John Paul II, 
Pope Francis talks a lot about the activity and the presence of the devil. And on Saturday, he gave a homily about the devil seeking to destroy the church. So let's listen to what Pope Francis had to say. And he said in his efforts to attempt to destroy the church, the devil uses envy, envy, to try to thwart the proclamation of the gospel. And he was reflecting on the first reading from Saturday, Acts 13, in which the Jewish community at Antioch rejects St. Paul's preaching about Jesus. Holy Father said, on one hand, there is the Lord, there is the Holy Spirit who makes the church grow, and it grows ever more, this is true. But on the other hand, there is the evil spirit that seeks to destroy the church. So this immortal combat has been going on from the very, very, very beginning, not just of the church, but of the creation, at the creation of man, right? But think about the church. Think about where we are right now. Many, many people watch uh, Sundays or weekends, Sundays, and even daily, the streaming uh, broadcasts of the masses in, in the diocese. I come here, Sean, I... Well, of course, Cheryl does her Mass now up at St. Magdalene's on Sunday, but um, I, we come here, I come here to the chapel here at the station, and uh, normally I put on the, the noon Mass on Sunday, the, the EWTN Mass that we broadcast, but we had a, Cheryl and I were going to, it was Mother's Day, we had we were going to try to do something a little special for Mother's Day, so uh, I said, let me see if I can find an 11 o'clock Mass to go to, <laughs> and I streamed in our station, in our studio, in our chapel, the Mass from uh, Our Lady of Sorrows had an 11 o'clock Mass right here in, in, in Trenton. So I, I streamed that, and I went, went quote-unquote, to that Mass. We all love, you know, and thanks be to God, we have the technology where we, we can attend Mass that way. It's just not the same, is it? It just isn't the same. We love our church. We love the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We love being a part of it, and I pray that when this is all over and public masses are being said again, that people will go in throngs. But on the other side of that, well, let's stay on that point for a moment. The Holy Spirit, as Pope Francis said, makes the church grow, and so we're praying that the Spirit will uplift so many people as a result of this separation that will will have an even stronger desire to go to Mass when things get back to normal. But on the other side of that, as Holy Father said, there is the evil spirit who seeks to destroy the church. Now, as I said earlier, you know, I don't believe that the devil is the source of this virus, but I think the devil has worked his way into the mix. I think there's a lot of evil in the manipulation of the people in this situation. It, it, to me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use New Jersey as one example, not, not alone in this, but, uh, but just as an example. When the governor of, of New Jersey will not allow public mass to be said because of, the, you know, gathering people 
and so the church doors are closed and public masses aren't being said, but insists that abortion is an essential service, and so all the abortion clinics are open, that's a sign that evil has worked its way into this situation. It's an evil thing. I don't know Governor Murphy. I don't have a right to to judge him personally, but I certainly can make comment on the evil thing he did and continues to do by insisting that abortion clinics stay open when people can't even go to church. That's an evil thing. You got to pray for that man and his soul because he professes to be a Catholic. I'm not a resident of New Jersey, so he's not my governor. My governor is a wolf <laughs> across the river who, trust me, does just as many evil things as that. And they'll probably come and try to shut me down, but that's okay. Like in today's Acts of the Apostles, you know, I want to be like St. Paul. Come drag me out here in chains. I'll leave the mics on and the camera so you can see and hear. <laughs> I will go peacefully. But we have to call evil what it is. Keeping abortion clinics open in a pandemic as an essential service is an evil thing. And you can't sugarcoat that. So the devil is in the mix. And Holy Father, in Saturday's homily, said that the evil spirit seeks to destroy the church. He cited other examples, Pope Francis did, uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, where the apostles faced rejection, the Holy Father said, and what is the devil's instrument to destroy the gospel proclamation? Envy. The Book of Wisdom in the second chapter, verse 24, says it clearly. Through the devil's envy, sin has entered the world. Envy, jealousy here, all this bitter, bitter feeling. And Holy Father was reflecting on this enduring struggle. Quoting from St. Augustine of Hippo, who wrote The City of God, that the church progresses on her pilgrimage amidst this world's persecutions and God's consolations. Now, the church in America or the church in New Jersey and the church in Pennsylvania isn't necessarily being persecuted directly, but indirectly, the people of God in a country where we have freedom of religion, freedom to worship, freedom to assemble, freedom of speech, and we're not allowed to go into our churches and be a part of and participate in public mass. Not limited to New Jersey or Pennsylvania, but it's around the world. In fact, I think I just read that uh, masses, public masses in Italy are going to be allowed beginning... Um, the 18th, I think, of this month, around that time, right around Pope St. Pope John Paul II's 100th birthday. 
But sometimes I think, you know, there's a surreptitious attempt to persecute our church that way. Holy Father said, Saint uh, Pope Francis said on Saturday, a church that has no difficulty lacks something. The devil is too calm. And if the devil is calm, things are not going well. Always the difficulty, the temptation, the struggle, the jealousy that destroys. The Holy Spirit creates the harmony of the church and the evil spirit destroys until today. And the devil's not going to bother a soul that is not a threat to him. The devil's not going to bother you if you're not a threat to him. You know, we have found out in the course of our work here at the Apostolate for uh, so many years now, and me personally, and Cheryl and I personally for 25 years in the work that we've done, that, you know, when you stir the pot, <laughs> when you stir the devil's pot, he doesn't like it. It's like, you know, he, 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 you become a threat to him. And so there will be a battle. So when the Holy Father says the church that has no difficulty lacks something. The devil is too calm. Things are not going well for the church. The Holy Father noted in the first reading on Saturday, the community at Antioch turned the leading women and men of the city against the apostles. And he observed that temporal powers are often an instrument through which envy is stirred up against Christians. He said, let us be careful with the preaching of the gospel, never to fall to put our trust in temporal powers and money. The trust of Christians is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, he says, assent. And it is present uh, precisely the Holy Spirit who is the leaven. It is the strength that makes the church grow. You know, I always shared with you how much I love the, uh, uh, the first century church. And as we do now throughout the Easter season in our mass readings, we read from the Acts of the Apostles. I love the early church. I love the zeal. I love the, 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 the fervent desire to bring the good news to as many people as possible. And I always say, you know, what can we learn in our church today, 20 centuries later? What can we learn from that first century church that will help us to grow? Our church, sadly, in so many ways, has become stagnant in her growth. And in fact, and, and we see declining numbers even. We get the depressing numbers every October count. Mass attendance is, what, down from last year, down from last year, down from last year. Why? Why does that happen? Why do people stop going to Mass? Why do people stop participating in their sacramental life? What creates that? I, I, you know, the other day, uh, Friday evening, and I have, you know, great love for my... Uh, I don't have a lot of them, but <laughs> whatever friends I have. Uh, and the, the last week, I don't know if you were with us on Friday, but on Friday evening, um, there's about a, a group of maybe 10 to 15 friends from high school. We get together about once a year, maybe have dinner, 
you know, and and uh, share you know share a few hours together every year. And we did that in the fall, but but someone suggested recently one of my high school friends, and we don't. That, that's really the only time we ever really see or communicate, aside from an email or two. Why don't we have a virtual happy hour on Friday using this Zoom technology, which I never used? But we had that, and it was very pleasant. Good to see and hear from so many of these uh, people, who uh, most of whom I've known since grammar school. And I do love them. They're they're. They're good friends. But the majority of them, I have to say, it it hurts to see and hear that they're no longer practicing their faith. A couple have completely rejected it. They know what I do. (laughs) And there's, there's tolerance there, as there should be on both parts. But I pray for them. It saddens me. Why? Why? Especially as we get older now, you know, you think they'd be going the other direction, saying, you know, I better start getting getting back in shape here because there's going to be. Uh... But for for a few of them, not really. It's a shame. I hate to see that. So the church, you know, and these are these are people. As I said, I've known them since since grammar school. We all went through Catholic grammar school, Catholic high school together. At that time, they were practicing Catholics. Their families were good Catholic families, sent them to Catholic schools. So what's happening? You know, why isn't the church growing today as it did in the first century? Same Holy Spirit. But it's the response to the Spirit and the actions of the Holy Spirit that are lacking people today. Now, I'm, I know I'm singing and preaching to the choir here. You're listening and watching Catholic radio because you want to be uh, um, edified by the teaching of the church and hear the gospel message proclaimed and hear talk of faith and things. But it's the Holy Spirit we know, as Holy Father said on Saturday, that makes the church grow. So we have to pray to the Holy Spirit. Holy Father said, yes, the church goes ahead in peace with resignation, joyful, between the consolations of God and the persecutions of the world. And we know that the world does not like the church. And I say the world, the spirit of this world, is hostile against our church. It's hostile against you, against me, for what we do, for what we believe. You know, if you speak about God, things of faith, Jesus, we're told by the spirit of the world you're going to offend somebody. Stop that. I'm going to offend somebody by speaking of the Savior of the world, the one who came into this world to save us from sin and death, who offers us eternal salvation. That's offensive. And yet we hear so many other things that are so base, so 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 uh, um, horrible, that are accepted as norm. There's been an inversion of truth, isn't there? And this is why when we read, like, throughout the Acts of the Apostles, and we read about the persecutions of Paul and Saul, of Paul and Silas and, and the apostles, all of them martyred except for St. John, giving their lives for the truth. You know, we're maybe never get to that point, although the way things are going, who knows? But we're asked to also stand up and speak boldly and without compromise, the truths that we know and have been taught and learned 
uh, throughout the course of our life in proclaiming the gospel and the joy of that gospel to as many people as possible. We are called by virtue of our baptism, to do just that, to be like those first-century Christians throughout our entire life. And with that will come persecution. Been that way for 20 centuries. And in times like these, when people are looking for answers, people are looking for solutions, people are looking for something positive to bring, uh, bring them out of of, of where they are spiritually. They don't know what that is. They think it might be alcohol or drugs or something else of the world when it's Jesus himself who can do that. And you and I have that message of hope for all people, and we should be bringing it to as many people as possible. This is why, again, my brothers and sisters, I say it all the time, we do what we do here. This is why we count on you to help us do this that there is a place where people can go to feel and understand that, that consolation of Jesus Christ, the hope that he brings, that in all of this uh, mess that we find ourselves in in the world today, this worldwide pandemic that is destroying lives, that people should know there's one place to go for hope, for life itself, and that's Jesus. And if you're looking for something to lift your spirit, lift your heart to where you want it to be in a place of true joy, go to Jesus. And you and I, my friends, we have that, and we can bring him to as many people as possible. All right, well, listen, time is up, and today, again, I'm going to say get out there and enjoy the fresh air. Really, get out there and enjoy it. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, God willing, Wednesday, and uh, I pray you have a blessed rest of your day. Thanks again so much for all you do for us, my friends. Let's pray for each other. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Mm-hmm.